Welcome to Deep Dive Radio. I'm your host, Alan James. This show is dedicated to revealing the truth that lies beneath the surface. Are you ready for the truth? Then join me now for another exciting episode of Deep Dive Radio. Good morning. It's Sunday, July 2nd, episode 21. Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist and we get a slap in the face. So now, there are two IRS whistleblowers who came forward to expose the dirty deeds of the famous Biden crime family. And yet, still nothing gets done. Hunter gets a slap on the wrist, and the American people get a slap in the face. How many crimes have to be committed, and how many whistleblowers have to come forward before justice is finally served? Three, five, a hundred, I don't know. Maybe if his name was Hunter Trump, we might see some results. What do you think? Anyway, I thought it my duty to report what the mainstream media will not and post the two whistleblowers' testimonies, even if it doesn't bring justice to fruition. At least the American public will be informed and maybe, just maybe, the informed will vote this coming election with knowledge instead of the propaganda that the captured mainstream media spews out over and over again. First, let's take a listen to what the first whistleblower had to say on a recent interview on CBS and then Fox. Listen up. Now to a CBS News exclusive with the first television interview with IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley since he spoke with lawmakers last month. A lead investigator in the Hunter Biden case tells CBS's Jim Axelrod that he felt the president's son received preferential treatment and in a stunning claim says that he was blocked from pursuing leads that could have led to the president himself. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. $2.2 million of unpaid taxes. No small beans, right? But all this guy gets is a misdemeanor conviction. Could you say bullshit? All right, so let's take a look at other tax evaders and what they got for their crimes. Remember the actor Wesley Snipes? Yeah, all right, so let's take a look at what he got for committing the same crime. I'll read the excerpt from the People magazine at the time of his conviction. It was back in 2010, I believe. Anyway, it says, Wesley Snipes is prison-bound. The Blade star, 45, was sentenced Thursday to three years behind bars as his punishment for failing to file his tax returns. Okay, he got three years behind bars. And by the way, he did the whole three years. All right, so let's listen to more of the CBS interview. Take a listen. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. No jail time. Why? Is Hunter Biden more special than Wesley Snipes? 
What's the deal here? Let's listen on. And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. Attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the Attorney General or the U.S. Attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take him? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. So basically, this guy was blocked from doing his job. But who gave the order? The Attorney General? Probably. Anyway, the swamp is deep, right? You know, if this were me or you, you can bet your ass that we'd be wearing an orange suit. You know, to set an example. This scumbag and his scumbag father, also known as the Biden crime family, make Al Capone and his crime family look like a bunch of Boy Scouts. Did you notice there's no advertisements on Deep Dive Radio? That's because I don't want corporate sponsors telling us what to say and what to cover. So that's why we rely on listeners like you for our funding on Deep Dive Radio. If you want to hear the truth that lies beneath the surface, then go to deepdiveradio.com and donate now. Okay, I'm back. I'm going to read the testimony from the second whistleblower now. All right, so here, let's get started here. It says... I started this investigation in November of 2018 after reviewing bank reports related to another case I was working on on a social media company. Those bank reports identified Hunter Biden as paying prostitutes related to a potential prostitute ring. Great. Also included in those bank reports was evidence that Hunter Biden was living lavishly through his corporate bank account. This is a typical thing that we look for in tax cases, criminal tax cases, I should say. In addition, there was media reporting related to Hunter Biden's wife, ex-wife, divorce proceedings basically talking about his tax issues. And I wanted to quote some of the things that were said in her divorce filing, which was public record. Throughout the party's separation, Mr. Biden, referring to Hunter Biden, has created financial concerns for the family by spending extravagantly on his own interests, including drugs, alcohol, prostitutes, strip clubs, gifts for women with whom he had sexual relationships with while leaving the family with no funds to pay legitimate bills. The party's outstanding debts are shocking and overwhelming. The parties have maxed out credit card debt, double mortgages on both real properties they own, and a tax debt of at least $300,000. This is all the information that I had in my hand in November when I wanted to open this investigation. So I began talking with colleagues in my group and they were asking me why would I want to open up a case like this? Big cases, big problems was the thing I was constantly hearing. All right, so he goes on to say later in this deposition, we ended up looking at the evidence and we found emails that actually showed the Hunter Biden had planned for 
what happened that caused him to essentially evade his taxes for 2014. We presented this. We dug into it. We figured this all out. But we dug through this all. And then we were like, we finally figured it out. This is why this happened. And it felt like the line attorneys weren't listening to us. They weren't following the evidence. They were saying, well, they provided this defense. So that's the way it has to be versus us looking at it. Well, no, let's figure it out the way that the evidence shows us. So there was a heated argument between myself and Jack Morgan, the DOJ tax attorney, where I said, I don't think you are looking at the evidence appropriately. You are saying something completely different than what the evidence is showing. And he asked another time, do we have a problem here? Are you questioning my ethics? Are you questioning my integrity? Another argument like that. All right, you get the picture here. So to make a long story short, this guy's getting flack left and right for trying to just present evidence of IRS fraud, okay, for tax fraud. And all the way up and down the line, he's getting flack from everyone. They wouldn't even let him uh, do the work in D.C. They had to do it in Delaware, which if you know anything about the Bidens, that's where they're from. So they had a bunch of friends they could make phone calls to, okay? So this whole thing was rigged. It's been rigged. All right, so let's go back to the first whistleblower, Gary Shapley, who was interviewed by Fox News this time. Let's hear what he had to say then. Is there criminal implications in what you were investigating when it comes to Hunter Biden? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the most substantive uh, uh, felony charges were, were left off the table. Which would have been what? which would have been uh, evasion for 14, false return for 18 and 2019. So as of right now, in the information that, that's been out there in the public, it uses the term in excess of $100,000 for 2017 and separately for 2018. The true number is $580,000 of in, uh, failure to pay for 2017 and 620000 for 2018. Yet this document puts it close to 100000 Okay, so let me remind you of who this guy is. This is Gary Shapley, okay? He's a leading investigator for the IRS, and he was blocked from doing his job. And that's how big the swamp is. We've got to empty the swamp. But how do we do that? That's the $64,000 question, isn't it? All right, so what is the moral of this story? Well, the moral of this story is that we live in a two-tiered system. And it is corrupt beyond belief. But how did it get this way? Well, the quick answer is follow the money. People like George Soros, Bill Gates, and all the rest of the oligarchs, they've been funding the left-wing agendas for a very, very long time, folks. But why would they do that? What would they possibly gain from doing that? Again, there's a simple answer, and it's called control, power. You know, the left say they want diversity and equality, so they give you free things like welfare and free health care. And they love it when illegals come in so they can get them signed up to their handout system as soon as possible. Why? So they can get votes, so they can remain in power. And they now have complete and utter control over you. 
These people make it seem like they care about you by giving you these handouts. But really, they only care about owning you and keeping their position of power. In short, they are power-hungry sociopaths. Think about when like an entity like the mafia, the Italian mafia, does a favor for someone in trouble, like getting them out of, an, of a legal jam, using their influence from people that they have working for them on the inside. Now you owe them. And they will remind you of that when it's their turn for you to pay them back. That's the same thing that's happening now with our governments. They're all mafia. The only difference is we elected these crooks. Yeah, reminds me of an old adage. Beware of Greeks bearing gifts. The gift may seem like such a nice gesture on the surface. But when you look at it, there's an enemy poised to destroy you. Is it too late to fix the system? Unless we the people wake up and stand up for our inalienable rights, the answer is an emphatic no. Well, just look at what we've allowed them to do in the last three years. Lockdowns, election fraud, stage and sponsored riots. Folks, this is an invisible war and the enemy is winning. If we don't wake up and smell the roses, we'll become enslaved. Little by little, they have chipped away at our liberties and our inalienable rights. They want to track every move you make, every purchase you make, and take away all the rights to your privacy, like they now do in China. The time is now to get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. All right, that's all the time we have today. Until then, we'll see you next time on Deep Dive Radio. Hey, folks, did you know that Deep Dive Radio has a store now? That's right. You can go on deepdiveradio.com forward slash store, and you can buy our coffee mug. And now, brand new, we have a T-shirt. So head on over to the store and get your merchandise right now.